Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we are recording on Super Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, we are. Here in a little bit, we're going to talk about your Super Monday and what Monday. you did on Monday night over at the Monday. Bernard B. Jacobs Theater. Hashtag Ashley's new home. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about your very general thoughts to the first yes, preview very. of Company. You paid for this ticket, so you are under no journalistic obligation to not talk about it. True, but, but I you will are a journalist. Ha- I was going to say, and I will have journalistic obligations soon as I start writing about it. So I can only yes. talk about it in you know so many ways. Broad strokes, yes. right? But but it would be. I feel like it would be um, an affront to our listeners and negligent to not have you the obsessive Sondheim and company <laughs> aficionado that you are talk about uh, this at some point. So we'll talk there. about this in a few he minutes. He was there and I didn't see I him. Heard. It was very tragic. I heard he was there and taking a lot of notes. Ah, I didn't see that. That's oh what, God, that's I the, the that word is, on the message That doesn't boards. surprise me. That, that no, tends to be all. the case. <laughs> I did hear he was watching some of it from the balcony, so. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. All right. Well, we will get to that here in a little bit. But before we do, head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio where you can get all of our early release episodes as well as our Patreon-only episodes that are uh, currently Jennifer McHugh and I recapping the NBC musical drama. I, I don't think it's a comedy. It's a drama. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I did just before we signed on here confirmed that NBC has put up a screener for the next episode, which we were a little unsure about how they were going to do those after the first four episodes. So it does look, if things hold, that Jen, Jen and I will be able to record before episode six airs so that it will be released. The episode will be released uh, as soon as episode six goes off the air on i guess that would be the 15th of march so make sure that you're in the patreon by then if you want to hear all of that chat but first ashley let's get into uh the first bit of news and we're going to start with the first set of nominations for this year's award season and those are coming to us from london and the olivier awards (laughs) i just like broke out into a sweat at the thought of award season (laughs) we're getting there The, the olivier's are the beginning of the award season for the theater um, they released their full slate yesterday. The new musical, I, I guess it's it's and Juliet, but I do I need to call it ampersand Juliet if I do the colon? I don't think so. I think you no, can I can just do go and Juliet. And Juliet. Am, I, am I giving up my my uh, <laughs> my pedantic um, gimmick yes. here if I don't go ampersand? All right, fine. Yes, the new musical and Juliet led all nominees <laughs> with nine. Trevor Nunn's revival of Fiddler on the Roof had eight. Dear Evan Hansen had seven. And the revival of Mary Poppins had six. The Young Vicks production of Death of a Salesman and the Duke of York Theater's Rosmersholm? Rosmersholm. Rosmersholm. Uh, led all plays with five nominations apiece. Let's uh, run quickly through the production and lead performer nominations, Ashley. First up, the MasterCard Best Musical, or Best New Musical, and Juliet. Amelie, love a sponsorship. I know they do. They're all of them. All the major <laughs> ones are. Uh, and Juliet, Amelie, Dear Evan Hansen, and Waitress. Our friend John Schwab, when I saw him in New York, he seemed to think that uh, Dear Evan Hansen was going to sweep everything. Mm. Uh, so we'll see if he is correct. I mean, the Amer- a repeat of the Tonys, I guess. Correct. Uh, the American Airlines Best New Play nominees are A Very Expensive Poison at the Old Vic, The Doctor at Almeida Theater. 
Uh, Leo Poldstadt at Wyndham's Theater. I feel like this one is going to be coming to New York sooner rather than later. Ooh, good. And The Ocean at the End of the Lane at the National Theater. Best Musical Revival uh, nominees are Evita at the Regent's Park Open Air Theater, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, Joseph is a Technicolor Dreamcoat, and Mary Poppins. Best, uh, this is the uh, Cunard Best Revival of a Play, Cyrano de Bergerac at the Playhouse Theater, Death of a Salesman at the Young, Young Vic and Piccadilly Theater, Present Laughter at the Old Vic, and Ross Mersholm at the Duke of York's Theater. Now, Best Actor in a Musical, Andy Nyman for Fiddler on the Roof, Charlie Stemp for Mary Poppins, Sam Tuddy for Dear Evan Hansen, and Jack Yarrow for Joseph. Best Actress in a Musical, Audrey Brisson for Amelie, Judy Kuhn for Fiddler, Miriam Teak Lee for Anne Juliet, and ZZ Strallen for Mary Poppins. There is literally Australian in every musical in London. <laughs> and Best Actor, Toby Jones, love me some Toby Jones, for Uncle Vanya, James McAvoy, James McAvoy for Cyrano de Bergerac, Wendell Pierce for Death of a Salesman, and Andrew Scott for Present Laughter. Remember, Andrew Scott. I was just alphabetically, about to say. Alphabetically, last on this list. Best Actress, Haley Atwell, who is literally one of my favorite performers uh, anywhere. Amazing, so I will always yeah. stand Haley Atwell. Um, for Ross Marshall, Sharon D. Clark for Death of a Salesman, Juliet Stevenson for The Doctor, and last alphabetically in this mm-hmm. list, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. Ugh. So we got Ugh. we've got Fleabag <laughs> nominated for Fleabag and Hot Priest nominated for Present Laughter. It's too much for uh, me to handle. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, the the Olivia Awards will be presented at the Royal Albert Hall on Sunday, April fifth. Uh, very excited really for that. List. A lot yeah, of I mean, performances. Really I wish that I got to see. And we'll probably not get to see, sadly. No, but I think some of these things might be coming over stateside. I would not be surprised right, or if... or start um, in stateside. Yeah, that too, that too. But I will say that um, three of the best actor or actress nominees, three of the eight, have been in Marvel movies. So I'm just throwing Oh, out. gee. Exciting. Toby Jones, James McAvoy, and Haley Atwell. So I'm really excited for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Getting the Matt Tamanini audience always. I mean, I literally have a poster of Haley Atwell over my desk right now. Not surprising. As Agent Carter. Not from, surprising. Uh, yeah, so so good. Best Marvel TV show, Agent Carter. <laughs> anyway, something else that I love almost as much as Agent Carter is ExpressVPN. As you know, they are again sponsoring the episodes of Today on Broadway this week. Remember, not only is ExpressVPN the best way to keep your computer and your online searches both private and secure, but it is also the best way for you to view any possible media across the world, no matter where you are. If you want to download a cast album that's being released at midnight, but you are in California and you don't feel like waiting... You can use ExpressVPN to let the interwebs think that you are in Australia so that you can get it 157 hours early because that's how far ahead they are in terms of time zones. Also, if you are maybe from another part of the world and you come to the United States, you will be able to watch all of the shows that you can at home while you are here stateside. And what's great about ExpressVPN is there's never any buffering or lag and you can stream everything in HD and you can watch whatever video you want on any device 
phones, smart TVs, video game systems, whatever with ExpressVPN. And if you visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Broadway, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So support our show, watch whatever you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, we have teased it enough, and <laughs> I think it's time okay. for you to be alive uh, and to give us your overarching, vague thoughts very, very on vague. company. <laughs> very vague, okay. because you are going to see it at least two more times during previews, um, yes. and uh, it doesn't officially open till later this month. So right. you went, you, you snagged a late obstructed view seat so first off i want to know how your seat was um because i want to know if people are thinking about these obstructed view you were house right i believe right yes yes i was so tell us how your seat which row were you in how was your seat how obstructed was it all that stuff i was f right um as far as the walls you can get to where you have to pass through the curtain to get to it uh so yeah house right there's not a bad seat for the show, which is very exciting. Oh, good. <laughs> obviously. So what cent- did you miss? What was obstructed? Well, obviously center is preferred. Uh, the Jacob's partial seating, because everything is staged in those box rooms, again, like they had in London, but also mm-hmm. like Marion Elliott did in Angels in America. You miss a little bit, like if someone has gone through, there's like doors on the side of the boxes, so people are entering rooms, and if someone goes through a door and they're standing on, like standing against that wall, you won't see them. Uh, just generally, if you're being blocked by one of those walls or someone's entering from either stage left or stage right, respectively, you're going to miss a little bit of that. But it's all very brief, um, intentionally, I'm sure. Mostly everything is staged center, center or staged across the entire stage. Uh, so for, uh, there, my tickets were $59 in the orchestra. <laughs> so there's, despite Tough to the- argue. Despite the fact that I'm seeing it multiple times, and even if, even if I was only seeing it the one time, like you can't beat that, and you're really not missing much. Okay, I like that. So, again, trying not to give away too much of your thoughts early on, out of respect mm-hmm. for the production yes. and the preview process. Much but respect. You being somebody who goes in with very high expectations for anything Sondheim, but especially this, were your general expectations met? Um, and even I, I feel like we can talk a little bit more about Patty since she has already been reviewed in this Correct. role Correct. and won an award for this role. Um, so what were your thoughts generally first? And then what were your thoughts of Queen Patty Lapone? <laughs> My thoughts on Queen Patty Lapone are always that she's a queen. Uh, it was really cute that she did starting on Patty, actually, because I can't help myself. Um, uh, she recorded the pre-phone or pre oh. pre <laughs> on really? it's, yeah it's something awesome. like put put your phone turn your phone off and then a long pause all the way off so the audience loved that of course i had to sit back and think for a few minutes what i could say without actually getting into trouble but i just bought a copy of the london book so i could see what chess change oh. that's coming across the pond i will know about more about that when it arrives in my mailbox tomorrow very excitingly <laughs> but very i'm biased good. i think uh patty lapone is always great i think her ladies who lunch is worth the price of admission alone 
I cannot think of the last time I heard a theater erupt like that. It was kind of like everyone was sitting on their hands the whole time. And just as soon as she finished, we're thrilled to be able to give her a minute long standing ovation. And I mean, Katrina Lank was on stage just grinning. All of us were grinning. Uh, as far as the other cast and individual performances, like we said, I don't want to get too much into right. them. Patty being the exception because she's already done the role. She's won an Olivier Award for it. <laughs> but the supporting cast is just brilliant. We saw all those names when it came out and how everyone was saying it is such a Broadway fans cast. That is so, so true. Um, I have some qualms I thought I would have. And I'm not surprised by some, I'm sure that just have to do with being in previews. I mean, it was the first preview totally. and Marianella, even she came out at the beginning. She was very lovely. <laughs> she came out at the start of the show and was like, we've only had one dress rehearsal. So sorry if it's terrible and you're here all night, which <laughs> it wasn't. And we weren't, it was just, it was wonderful. And like you said, my expectations are very, very high, but it was wonderful. And I think it's funnier than it's ever been, <laughs> which it's a comedy, so it should be funny, but it's also a Sondheim mm -hmm. comedy. So that can which, be tough. Yeah, that um, can be an oxymoron at times. Exactly. But no, I that's that's what I've got so far. <laughs> Spoiling well, things. Yeah. Yeah, well, let me ask one question, and this is um, not about the product or not about the performances, but more about the production. Sure. One of the things that I was curious about and a little nervous about with this show is is how the gender swap would play in a, a few certain areas. Okay. And one of the main areas that I was a little nervous about was how they played. Um, you could drive a person crazy. Mm -hmm. Because to me, as I listen to it from the cast album in London, I hear something that is still played with the same general tone as the original, at least on the album. But to me, that is a group of three men who love the movie The Joker. And okay. if I don't think they played it like that. I mean, so I, how did you think in general the gender swap worked? It's interesting. Uh, the the gender swap for the boyfriends in this case, as opposed to the girlfriends, they're all pretty much caricatures. I mean, they're the most extremes of right. what these archetypes and, could be. And as they are in the original. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's like barbershop uh, trio, essentially, and they're just, you know, they're the exaggerated forms of what you would expecting Bobby, this time with an IE, to be dating. I I really loved the gender swap in almost all parts, and that's something that I'll talk about later on down the road, uh, where okay. I think could be improved. And there were, for the most part, I think they could have a little bit more fun casting it in the future <laughs> if it runs mm. a little bit longer. Like I don't see the need for three white boyfriends, uh, especially or, since I, or they kind any or any or boyfriends. three any boyfriends like, <laughs> yeah i apparently at one point she swipes right on a on a woman too i think right yeah she, it's it's very much a, it's alluded to at least that she's bisexual in another hundred people where the staging then, of that uh, is the, that makes me angry actually. i know i tell that me makes about me it angry. Matt. <laughs> i know i know but this is what i said when they, they originally announced this in london like i assumed 
that Bobby would at least I actually originally right. assumed she would be a lesbian. That. Well, we talked and, about that when casting started yeah. coming out, and we said, "Well, the, so, you know, we, they've angry. done they've done the original girlfriends. Now they're doing the boyfriends. She could easily be Give bisexual. What it wouldn't be a problem." Yes. But I think that the way that I mean, you know, they've done it this way. Okay, I guess that's them saying, "Well, we swap genders. What more? The, what more do you want?" And I don't think it's that extreme, of course. But I mean, if depending on how long this runs, they could. It's written. So, uh, the gender swapping of the language, like, in You Could Drive a Person Crazy, like, the language is just switched from guy to chick. So they're singing about her as a chick. You can do that I mean, with both yeah. women and men. It doesn't change anything. You're not going to have to change any other additional language in the song. So they could have a lot more fun with the casting. I mean, Another Hundred People is essentially, most of it is set in a club. So she's going around and she's talking to different men and to different women. But the actual main characters of the show that she's dating are all men. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, I'm still very excited to see it. I have my tickets for the first week of June. Yeah, um, I so mean, I'm excited. Again, they've written it and they've changed the writing enough that anything works with it, which makes me very excited. All right, Ashley, let's move on to some other news. And potentially, if they do extend and they recast, maybe this first story could be the only person that I could imagine replacing Patty Lapone in this role. Ooh. Because because yesterday. Out of the box theatrics announced that they would be bringing back their site spe- specific production of Baby, starring Alice Ripley. Oh yes, agreed. Wouldn't that be agreed, like then. she she could replace Patty? Yeah. Yes. Um, this show will run uh, off Broadway for uh, from April seventeenth through May tenth. Next, we learned that the public theater has added a week to the run of Coal Country, which is opening this week. Which will, it will now play through April 5th. Moving from Coal Country to the Deep South, yesterday it was announced that the world premiere stage adaptation of the iconic TV show Designing Women would be happening at Theater Squared in Fayetteville, Arkansas from August 12th through September 13th of this year. The stage show is written by the series' creator, Linda Bloodsworth Thomason. She is from Missouri. Her husband is from Arkansas. Um, So that might be why this is happening in uh, Arkansas. But Linda Bloodsworth Thompson, I believe her last attempt at writing for the stage was revising the book for the musical version of the first Wives Club when it ran in California five or so years ago and supplied... Some of the most cringeworthy videos in YouTube history, not book scenes, generally musical scenes. Um, so this is not a reflection on her work, but woof. If you find some of those videos, I am so sorry um, for something that I'm sure will not be anywhere near cringeworthy at all. Yesterday, Broadway Records announced that on March 20th, Andrew Lloyd Webber's birthday, they will be digitally releasing a new album entitled Losing My Mind, colon, a Sondheim disco fever dream. According to an article on Vulture, quote, the brainchild of Scott Wasserman and Joshua Hennick, the album features 40 Sondheim songs, some as mashups and medleys, and some alone on the 12-track album. Not only that, but apparently Steve approved the album himself, and the Vulture article includes a first listen to a four-minute mega mix, which, actually, I assume you have had on repeat 
all day. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love it. I was really, <laughs> first of all, uh, you said that it's Andrew Lloyd Webber's birthday and Andrew Lloyd Webber and Stephen Sondheim have the same birthday. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize I'd yes. never heard of that before. They were both born on March 22nd, which is uh. both delicious and horrendous oh march 22nd you're right I, it's yes. not the it's not the it's not their birthday uh, right. you're right I, I was two days early how dare you in <laughs> celebration that's what I'm here I, for. <laughs> again i'm an idiot and uh, don't remember details but in cell <laughs> just a few few days the friday before yes. i would assume yes but yeah their birthday's on a sunday i was really worried this was going to be like ethel merman's disco album and i'm I mean, you? that's delightful. I've introduced it to as many people as possible, don't get me wrong. But I mean, as the kids say, this bops. Can you never please say <laughs> I mean, never. I will. I will okay. say it. I've done it. It's been said. It I has been continue. said. It cannot be unsaid. But you can head over to Vulture right to now to it. hear this four-minute <laughs> bopping <laughs> mega mix. It's a bop. Um, it's that is so all that we good. have. For- it is good. It is very good. Uh, but thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWB. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you bopping along on social media? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right. Don't forget to head over to Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Join us. Help us keep Broadway Radio alive in 2020 because where else can you get people calling a disco Sondheim album a bop? <laughs> Again, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. That's a Chicago reference, but... Wow. Not not Sondheim. Oh my god, with the rare reference.